0: Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of Give It the Beans. Now, today's episode is not going to be one that is scientific. I feel like the past two have been very sciencey, um, although try to break them down and put them across in, in layman's terms, as always. No, no. Instead, today, uh, what I'm going to talk about is uh, <laughs> bodybuilding and babies. I thought that was a pretty, uh, I thought it was a pretty good title. Um, and more so, it's just a summary of what it's been like for myself, um, I suppose, and my wife uh, the past four months since the, the the birth of our son, Caden. And um, I tell you, it's been a whirlwind. A lot of people say that it's, it's life-changing, but um, it really is, and I hope that this podcast kind of um, serves as a means for you bodybuilders out there who are perhaps thinking about this one day. Um just how much uh, it can change and uh, how it can maybe change your perception of your goals and this that, and the next thing before i get into it um i actually ever since the wee man came around i actually get a lot of a lot of questions i would say it's a lot it's, it's every now and then I'll, I'll I'll get a bodybuilder um that i know or who maybe i've heard of heard about in the industry message me and just ask me about fertility and um how how we managed to conceive and, and whatnot. now. <clears throat> if you're wanting a, a lowdown of the science, go on YouTube and type in VW Physique, um, steroids and fertility. It's uh, about a 16 minute uh, PowerPoint presentation I did. I actually done it for some clients um, because I, it was a resource tool I could use uh, for future to, to kind of show them. But um, I've linked it to some guys um, to kind of go about how I used something called HMG um, to help boost my my uh, my natural FSH levels. Um, I said I wouldn't get into too much science, but I suppose I'll, I'll touch on a little bit. Um, boost, boost something in the body that helps um, promote sperm, sperm production, spermatogenesis. Um, and you have to kind of use that for a good solid 12, 16 weeks to, to, to see that sort of bump up. Um, a lot of people think you need to come off um, steroids completely to be to be fertile. Uh, I didn't, I was actually going through a little bit of a blast when uh, we fell pregnant, Um, but I'd been running HMG for 16 weeks and we knew uh, my wife's mental cycle inside out and uh, had a very regimented structure uh, of uh, of to fall pregnant and that was all thanks and I'll give credit to Dr Dean. Um, He is the man with a plan when it comes to that and um, hopefully that video that you guys will watch after this will give you um, the breakdown of, of why you could potentially because that's the fear right i think a lot of us guys use we get so um you know we, we're always kind of on or we're cruising and the last thing we want to do is come off because we we, you know, we got a lot of joy and happiness from training and progressing lifts and weights and whatnot um but to come off completely after being on so long um we all know that you just feel absolutely terrible you know i had a guy pct uh, last year He'd actually only be on a couple of years and he just, he just felt awful. Um, so I remember the first chat I had about Dr. Dean was about two and a half years ago about this, uh, to which he said, you know, you need to come off. Then we had another chat about a year later, which he said that, you know, he didn't in the time that um, he, him and his wife fell pregnant with their second child. So that's why I decided not to come off. Um, but anyway, we fell, we fell pregnant um, and all was good. That was, I suppose that was February. February last year uh, that we'd done the test, which pretty much around the time I'm recording this podcast is is the photo that I've got on my phone. Um, and it was amazing because it was something that I had always wanted, um, you know, one of my life goals, for as much as I didn't tell anyone when I was younger, spe- especially my wife, um, was that I wanted to be a dad. And I wanted to be a good dad at that. Um, and that was on the back burner for a few years, but my, my bodybuilding um, goals really came to fruition. Um, I suppose you could say um, and put that, put that goal aside. But then when, you know, we got married and kind of talked about a five year plan, getting pregnant last year was um, was certainly on the case. And um, my decision to prep was going to be based on whether we could fall pregnant or not. And I knew that we had probably, uh, we got married December and I knew I needed to start prepping March. So we probably had a three month window um, to fall or you know to fall pregnant and uh, it happened pretty quick. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen for everyone, mind you. Um, some people uh, it takes a lot longer. Some people don't need to run HMG or anything like that and can fall pregnant because, for as Doctor Dean says, it just takes one. Right, it just takes one sperm to to swell up, get to the egg, and boom. There's your uh, you know media germ of the egg, and then there's your baby. So um yeah anyway, my my goals had really always said. I wanted to, uh, you know, what I'd been working towards, I wanted to, to be one of the best in Britain in classic physique. And I was hell bent on doing that. And, I, you know, those of you that have listened to the review of last season can can learn all about it. Um, but having achieved that that goal in July and then finishing the season in August, it was then very quickly, you know, I, I realized that we had, let alone two months until till the wee was here. I I was still a little bit, you know, after I competed, I was still a little bit lost for a few days before I was kind of going to decide the next goal. And for me, that was like right. I've achieved one goal. Let's achieve the next. And uh, I I was like right. I had said uh, I said before. I was like I don't want to be a class one bodybuilder. You know, I don't want to be a super heavyweight. I I don't want to put my body through that Um, amount of stress and strain. And I'm quite happy being classic. So then I finished the season and I instantly said right. I want to come back. (laughs) I want to come back. As a class one bodybuilder, um, and was hell bent on doing that, and and, you know, coming back in a few years' time, and um, then uh, then the wee man rolls around um, in October, and that was uh, I suppose that's where it all changed. I suppose it didn't all change then, but my goals and perception of where I wanted to go um, maybe changed. And he was born on the thirteenth of October, um, in which his mum after her waters broke she was uh you know it was pretty much forty hours later that he arrived. So he she went and waters broke on the Monday night and he he arrived on the Wednesday night at like half nine now. It was an incredibly stressful period because well number one your your wife's given birthright so you're excited. But also I had uh, I had clients in a British final that weekend. Right, so it, was, so it was, it was, it was really stressful. I had a couple of other clients checking in daily as well, um, and I still remember quite vividly uh, those of you that, um, that have been part of uh, childbirth and whatnot know that sometimes when women are labelled, they go through contractions for a while, but then sometimes they get to the point where they're exhausted, they, they sleep if they're if they're not sort of fully dilated. And I still remember uh, my wife was uh, sleeping, um, and I was right beside her doing a check in. Um, it was Chris, Chris Rendell. And, uh, and Tom, um, who wouldn't mind me mentioning him, because they did exceptionally well in the finals. Um, I still remember messaging him while she was sleeping, just like telling him what to do with food, telling him what to do with cardio and whatnot. Um, and uh, yeah, he uh, eventually came around um, on the on the Wednesday night. I actually, actually um, came home from the hospital, I suppose, early Thursday morning at about one a.m. Because they kind of encouraged like. It's an, I really kind of encourage you to, to not not stick around you know I heard a lot of the, the nurses say to the dads okay you should think about going home Um, and, and that happened to me as well so anyway I get home Um, I did I did some check-ins when I got home because they had piled up and um, of course I said to people out you know at the time I couldn't get back to them and um, when when we were in active labor Um, and then the Thursday morning woke up I got about four hours sleep did some check-ins went back to the hospital Um. And yeah, that's where I guess everything, everything sort of my perception, my goals changed because before before we came around, and I think that a lot of bodybuilders, male bodybuilders, are able to um, to be able to relate to this. You you kind of have this all or nothing. I'm I'm going towards this goal, and nothing stops me. And I'm I'm not really caring about anything else. Um, not that you are not care about anything else, but you know you, you care about it vividly, and it's kind of you know very high on your list of priorities and your values. Um, and what you work towards and there's no distractions regardless of whether you're married you're got a job or whatever you do everything in your power everything you can to to make sure that that happens and then when when he rolled around it was kind of around the time a few months before a lot of bodybuilders were dying after years you know decades of usage and uh, it got me a little bit concerned because you kind of like I remember speaking to Doctor Dean at um, FitEx, my last show for Expo, and he had the same moment where he said, Vaughn, you'll be sitting there and you just look at him and say, fuck, I want to be around when, when he's having a kid,' uh, or you know when it says 18th birthday is 21st, and that's something you don't really think about until uh, until they arrive, um, and that kind of encouraged me to then go and get a an echocardiogram done um, in the early in the early stages now." What what I did was I, the, the the week that he was arri- the week that he arrived I deloaded from the gym um for a few days uh, his mum and his mum and him, himself were in hospital for for a wee while just because he had a little bit of jaundice and he was struggling to, to latch and whatnot but anyway that was all taken care of um, and and I got a few sessions in um because what I was doing was getting up um a couple of hours of checking's going to the hospital spending all their day till nine and then come back home so after a few days when it was, it was like it was like a weekend I got a session in at 6 a.m or 7 a.m both days and went up to the hospital and then when he when we came home new newborn babies if you don't know they get up every two hours to feed um so in the early days it, because you know he was breastfed we um it, it wasn't really I wasn't really needed throughout the night if that makes sense I was more so um maybe needed to do a nappy change but we feed for so long. That I'd, I'd fall asleep. So you kind of go from before he's around as a bodybuilder, You you know you go to bed pretty early. You have your nine hour sleep or whatnot, and then uh, to then all of a sudden you're kind of get, getting woken up every couple hours. Um, and it's you know it's hard I suppose because um, you want to help as a guy. So what I do is if I was still awake um, or woke up just before I went down, you know I'd do the, do the nappy change. At, at two in the morning and whatnot, and then um, come back, give him to his mum, and then then they feed and We kind of did that. It was a routine: is he'd wake up, I change his nappy, give him his mummy to feed, and then I go back to sleep. Um, so you can you can imagine uh, how how tired you become, kind of going into training. And uh, for me, I, I was still doing the five days, you know. Um, but what I was finding was that as time went on, he was getting a bit more active. He was giving you a bit more of a reaction and some smiles and that. And I was like, you know. The Saturday session, so for me my days off were always Wednesday and a Sunday and the Saturday session for me always felt like a little bit of a drag anyway but felt like even more of a drag knowing it was my day off, going to the gym and not being able to spend time with them. so around Christmas time last year because um, we were away and stuff like that uh, at sort of in-laws I made the decision to, to drop to four days training um, which was just a Monday, Tuesday off Wednesday and then Thursday, Friday and then off the weekends just to, to be able to spend a bit more time with them now that's something that when I'd finished competing and was hell about to become the class one, I would have never like you said I would have done that. I'd have been like, No way. No way, Jose. I'm keeping. I'll, I'll definitely be doing the five days. because um, I want to become, you know, the biggest jack motherfucker that I can I can possibly become. And uh, yeah, fast forward a few months, uh literally from, from August or September to to October, November. Um pretty much November, December, I made the decision. Uh, it, it changed. And um, I honestly have, I, I enjoy it more. I, I much enjoy the four-day split over the five. It's, it's, it's better for me. I'm still able to progress. Yeah, i dropped a few exercises here and there, but um, my perception of my goals and whatnot, I suppose, changed as well. So after, as babies get a little bit older, um, they, they tend to have, they don't wake every couple of hours. They'll have a little bit of um I guess when I, when I say get older, I'm, he's still a baby. He's still four months, right? So I'm just giving you the lowdown of like between newborn to four months. And I'm sure I'll do a podcast in the in the months to come that that goes over what the difference is like over a year or two years or whatever it is. So anyway, I, I do the echocardiogram um, around November time, and I then I then want to do a a uh, class score test as well, so that I went, I went private for, for both of them. Um, and that was what you need to get, you need to get the Echo first. So get the Echo done in November, that's when we had um, we got our first trip away with them to where we got married in December, which was cool. Now by that point, the, the length he was sleeping had increased, right, so it worked out okay for me that my sleep was down because I was bulking, I was in peak off season, food was quite high my drugs quite high as well so my recovery was still there I was still able to go into sessions progress PB still have the same level of aggression and whatnot. not um, to literally the dream was early December he started sleeping uh, early to mid December started sleeping 8 hours and I'm thinking like fuck this is this is brilliant this is amazing this is quality this is this is class um, to then one night one night in January, it all changed, and he went through uh, a sleep progression, which all babies do. He's still going through it. Uh, and knackered recording this podcast, but um, what people don't t- people will tell you, they'll say like, "Oh, listen, hold on to sleep or enjoy your sleep now," or blah blah. And you kind of go, "Ha ha, yeah, totally blah blah," but you just don't know until you're in it nobody tells you about the sleep regression. maybe maybe you know Rona was aware my wife was aware I was blissfully unaware he's just sleeping eight hours I thought this is great this is brilliant this is quality I'll still be able to do the do um, but that all changed <laughs> to, to now uh, he's up every 90 minutes to to I suppose every two hours and um, we obviously take it in turns to to try and um sue them, settle them down, get them to go back, It's just because their brains are are sort of all over the shop in regards to development. But you've got a scenario where the routine was off come October, November, of course, still trying to manage, uh, you know, the business, got clients competing on stage and in the world stage, um, you know, we had Chris go to the WNBF finals in, in Vegas and placed fourth and top five in the world, which is quality. And I still remember speaking to him on the phone at about 1 a.m., and then go back in the room, <laughs> back to bed, and uh, the wee man had woke up for a feed, uh, feed from his mum. But yeah, so we kind of got into that routine. The hours like, like the routine had kind of come back for me in regards to the sleep, because um, I still still get up at the same time, you know, between five and half five to eat breakfast, start work for say six after six, and then do my check in at a certain time, train at a certain time, um, and then then boom, it just hits you like a hits you like a ton of bricks, and what what it's kind of meant for me is that i got to be really smart with my training that if we have uh, a quote-unquote bad bad night you know a night that he's up a bit more than more times than another or he takes like more time to to go down then it's unlikely that I'll absolutely fucking smash pbs that day often I'll, I'll feel horrendous driving to training and when I'm in training I'm fine But then that's where you have to then say, right, well, you know what? I look at my logbook and I hit a six rep max PB um, last week and it was tough. And it's it's unlikely, if you've got got the logical hat on, it's unlikely that you're probably going to hit a seven rep max that week going on a little sleep. However, it's easier said than done, right? Plenty of times I've, I will say, do, do as I say, not as I do. Plenty of times I just go, fuck it. You know, if it's there, take it, if it's not there, fucking take it anyway. And there has been a few occasions where I've taken it and it was it was you know it wasn't there, but I fucking went for it and, and got the reps. And then and then there's been other occasions where I've thought, fuck it. And after three reps I'm like, right, that's why you know that's why I shouldn't have done this. So getting a bit more smart over time being like that, right. If I'm not feeling it, then what I'll do is I'll go a little bit lighter and I'll just walk away with a rep PB. So if I'm thinking right, that's that was fucking heavy, that was hard, like like a deadlift. Like I know that, that 265, I can do seven reps and it's fucking heavy. So if I was to go in off a little sleep, now what I'd probably do is I'd drop it to more like a, let's say a 240, 245, and, and go for a high rep PB, like like I say a 12 to 15 rep PB instead. Still taxing, still fatiguing, uh, but not not the the demands that would be placed on if you're going for that sort of more load that's that's on the bar. Um, but what I sort of think about is that I'm self-employed. I'm an online coach and I've been an online coach for a while. Before that, I was a one-to-one personal trainer and I was self-employed then. And I can kind of manage my own time. So if I wanted to, I suppose I could sleep in a bit later. Um, I could train at different times uh, and all that. But what I, what I wanted to kind of get at this podcast was that not everyone that does bodybuilding is uh, is a full-time online coach. You know, a lot, a lot of guys out there that do bodybuilding are maybe uh, maybe nine to five. Um, and what I'll say is if you're able to bodybuild, like you're able to hit, like say, a four-day split, you hit your food, progress, blah, 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 um, with a newborn and be an amazing dad, uh, I take my hat off to you. I don't know how you do it, how you manage it. Um, you know, I I'll say my wife's a hero. And, you know, without her, the, the cogs wouldn't turn in, in the Wilson household. Um, she's an amazing mum to, to the wee man but I'm able to, to still dictate my own schedule so if it means that I need to work a bit later because he's a bit you know being a bit fra- fractious or whatever then I can do that if I need to move a train session later because I need to watch him for a couple hours then I can do that whereas you might not be able to if you're nine to five and you might just have to accept that you know that one week that session that you wanted to get in, well, it was maybe miss. You maybe had to miss it because, you know, something came up. The wee arms getting his jags after it, he was a bit out of sorts, and his mummy had something on that she had to go to, and it, you know, it was your job. And um, so it's just it, it then makes you kind of think full circle about your your goal. So then I'm kind of like, well, I still want to get bigger, but I'm not as hell-bent on being like right i want to come back as class one next year in 2023 because i'm like it's a struggle enough as it is to bulk to manage a business bodybuilding and be being, an being awesome dad at the current moment with his sleeping pattern but i don't want to just get over that and then go to prep i want to be able to enjoy that sort of time frame so for me i think having having a having the wee man is just it's, it's made me think like right there's no rush within the in bodybuilding, and it's made me try and be even more health conscious. I was health conscious before, but it made me try and be even more health conscious. Of like, right, the assisted world of bodybuilding has a time frame, in my opinion, it has a time limit. If you want to still have a, a you know longevity in life, and last year showed us there was a clear example of of maybe perhaps why you you need to have that that attitude. You know, a lot of a lot of well-known bodybuilders within the the industry within the world um, were dying, and that was that was scary. So it prompted me to go get echo cardiogram done. And um, in in that time period where I was kind of like leaning up to get it done, I I was a little bit out of sorts in my head, being like, I was like, what am I doing this for? Because I'd have achieved like that that five five year goal I'd achieved. Um, it was it was done and dusted. So then he came around, and I'm like, my, it's like my values. Of course, they shifted. My kind of my own bodybuilding goal shifted down the ladder, and then my you know being a good dad and being there for my time. My wife shifted up the ladder. And so I, I said this to a couple of clients. I went through a little bit of a like my head was head was a bit fucked um, for for a few weeks and thinking like right, well how like in my head I was like well how long have I got left before I could probably need to. To pull the reins on this and just kind of come down to TRT and cruise and whatnot, and so again, this is why like I was, uh, I was uh, wanting to get the echo done, so I got the echo done, echocardiogram, and it came back everything was fine. I still remember sitting there, and the nurse that was doing it was like everything looks good. There's no thickening of the the walls or the you know or anything like that. And uh, it's just like a massive weight off my shoulders. It was like fuck, right? So, I can keep doing what I'm doing somewhat and still, you know, still lead the lifestyle I was I was leading. Um, because I guess that's in my mind. That's why my head was a little bit fucked. Because I was kind of worried about, well, if I can't keep fucking growing and getting bigger, then that's a big part of joy that I get with life. in. where does that where does that come from? No, and I guess that was my i no but it was a big relief for that to happen. So then I was like, right, okay, that's that's good. I'll and I've I literally last week just got the um, calcium score test, and I had to go to Glasgow to get that done. If they asked me, they don't do it in Dundee. That's um, where I stay as a town in Scotland, and um, I had to drive about an hour and a half away to get it done. Um, but again, I just wanted to check, have a check of is there any sort of calcium deposits, arthrosclerosis forming, or any sign of it? I don't think there will be, but. Um, I feel like now as a dad that's something that I'm gonna to wanna to do at least every few years just to check and then what I'll do is just be kinda of moderate with my usage over over the years. I'll I'll say that now and then someone'll be listening to this and they'll be listening to it like fucking in like two or three years time and they'll be like, But Vaughn, you said you were going to do this and you've not done it, you've done the opposite. Well, fuck that's what we sometimes do in bodybuilding. We say one thing, when really we mean another or we do it we do it we do another. Um but hey, that's like anything Anything in life, so for me, I, I was again. I was actually having this conversation with my training partner Chris um, the other day when we were training legs. The other week, so i we were training legs, he's like, "Oh, you know, you can come do the Scottish season with me la- uh, next year." And before the wee was here, I'd have been like, "Ah, fuck yeah, I'll do that." Whereas now I'm kind of a bit like, "Nah, I've, I've got no, no rush, like no desire to be rushed to come back and do class one if I don't feel I'm I'm big enough or ready for it." I was like, I would be more than happy to to stay as a classic bodybuilder, um, and you know, like I'm at the, i met I'm at, I'm a decent classic classic bodybuilder, but I don't want to be a crap class one, and you know, to be a good class one, that would maybe take years of pushing and growing and pushing drugs and pushing weight and whatnot so i'm i'm kind of thinking moving forward like right well i can kind of keep pushing up and pulling down between the 120 130 region and every time i come back up to 130 look a little bit better look a little bit more muscled be leaner at that point my blood pressure is always under control and be able to function be able to move because that's the thing i was like well i can't like i can't really push too much above 130 if my blood pressure goes to shit because then i start getting lower back pumps and then i can't run about with my son when he gets a little bit older, when he's able to do that. Um, whereas before I was like, let's let's get like a fucking muffin. Well, all you got to do is scroll on my Instagram, look back at the pictures of me in an off season. Um, the end of my bulk, which was you know, March 2021, Went like how I went into prep. Fucking looked awful, man. I looked, the, looked like the muffin man. Uh, I don't think I'd be willing to do that this time around because i have literally getting out of breath walking up a, a hill or a a brae you know it's a Scottish word for a a small small hill, very small elevation. Um, Whereas now I mean I pushed up to about one one thirty this off season felt good blood pressure was okay now I'm I'm doing a bit of a recomp um, and I've dropped about four and a half kilos feel pretty good drugs are still a bit high but what I'm going to do is I'm going to drop to a cruise when we go to Dubai. Um, Some of you are thinking wait Vaughn what do you mean Dubai? And the answer is yeah. Well, by the time this podcast goes live, we will be leaving in a few days um, to go to Dubai as our first, on our first family holiday. And uh, yes, you know I, I hope he's 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 kind of finished going through this uh, sleep regression by then. But probably probably not. It's probably still going to be going through it. But uh, we still wanted to make sure that we were able to live our life the way we want to live it whilst he was he was there and in addition with us, and my, my wife wants uh, the wee man to see the world, and travelling is, is high on our list of values, and uh, something I support, so we're that's where we're going, and for me, actually, like, getting away, getting out of the country is what de-stresses me, it's what makes me feel a lot more chilled, it uh, makes me feel I can get a bit of a break from work, although when I'm away, I still do a bit of work, um, but it's, it's just the environment change, it's the weather, it's the pool, like... Being able to just like chill in the pool and have like a diet coke or a coke zero, um, which sounds pretty sad, but I'm not a huge drinker, so maybe like one beer or something cool. Um, but now with the me man, probably probably not going to do that. But yeah, I just I guess if I've rambled on quite for quite a while, the main thing I wanted to say was for anyone out there thinking um, of being, you know, trying to be a bodybuilder whilst being a dad. I think that number one you have to have a really supportive partner that um, supports your lifestyle and your choices and what you do. Uh, number two, I think you need to be health conscious now, not just like when the time comes, but be health conscious now of your decisions and what you're doing um, because you will want to be around you know, for a lot longer than you've ever thought um, and it's something you don't think of. I never thought of that once um, until he was here and then it becomes something you always think about. What I'd suggest though is if you want to, Continue that lifestyle after after your your wee ones here, um, please please check your heart. Um, it costs a bit of money. Like I went private the to sit down with the cardiologist was a couple hundred quid. The echocardiogram is about four hundred, um, and the calcium score test was four hundred as well. So boom, that's a that's a grand right there. Which you might not have a lot of money um, to do that. Just boom, click of a finger. But what i'd say is there's no price on health and you would rather just check to be sure like the calcium's gonna come back and it'll be like, Von, i'll be like Vaughn, everything's fine sweet brilliant it was worth worth checking because it's, it's taking a lot of stress away from from me but i would say it's, it's worthwhile checking but what i'd say is don't don't be an idiot be smart with your training um do as i say not as i do understand that you maybe won't hit a pb Every single every single session, you would have like a like a, a weight P B. You might be able to hit rep a rep PB. And that's what I did. You know, like a, a lot of exercises that were getting fucking heavy. I just went, right, I'm gonna pause that. And it's like, whoa, I need to take a load right down and I'm getting more of a connection from it and I'm progressing that because it's a new stimulus with a pause. Um and also you might want to think think about how you would cope with uh, with a little bit less training. Um as I said for me, like before he was here I would have never dropped a f- to four days whereas now like i'm so happy with four days and it means like i feel like i've got way more time than the weekend but i'm also feel like i'm not working because usually i've always kind of worked on the days that i train as well just because over the years i've always trained you know through through the, throughout the week and um, so it just i get I feel like I get a bit more of a break um which which is which is cool as well so um yeah i hope that um i'm not really too sure how how helpful this will be to many people because I know there's some female listeners out there that are listening they are thinking move Vaughn, everything you said is irrelevant to what I'm doing. Um, if you are a, a female out there that's listening and you think about having kids number one, you guys are absolute heroes in your ability to grow a human. I think it's incredible um, that you're able to do that and then deliver um, that child and then care for that child, feed them and whatnot. I guess you could have a whole new episode in a podcast for for females out there because their lifestyle will completely change um particularly in those first few weeks first few months you know like because you can't train for the first say 8 10 12 12 weeks 10 to 12 weeks I think it is and when you do you when you go back in it's like it's it's slower it's not just your your usual like fucking giving it the beans and and going for it it's um right well Take it, to take it a little bit easier, um, get back in, and that that can be mentally hard. Like I know I've got some female clients that've been on for a long time. I know they want kids, and I know that it'll be it'll be a struggle for them when that happens because they just they train like fucking nutters. They train harder than a lot of my male clients. Um, but I hope that you have a supportive partner out there that will allow you to do that. Um, but just remember that wee baby, if your breastfeeds depend on you every couple of hours. Um, for feeding but also love and attention throughout the, throughout the course of the day but um, that's what you see in the industry you see a lot of females kind of get into this industry in a younger age um, and then they, they have kids and they, they don't compete for a long time and then we get back into it in the masters categories and whatnot. but anyone out there who has kids has children um, and bodybuilders have a huge newfound level of respect not that I didn't have respect before but a newfound level of respect having gone through the early stages um, kind of what, what it's what it's like um, so yeah bit of a different podcast today. Um, One that's uh, maybe giving you a bit more of an insight to, that I'm not just this robot that, you know, This like, oh my God, this is what growth hormone does. Oh my God, this is what insulin does. Um, But I'm just a a normal human being as well. So um, if you liked this, if you're, um, or if you liked any of them, please just do let me know. It's always great to hear um, someone in my DMs on Instagram or wherever just saying, hey, love the episode on this, or they share it or whatnot, Um, would be fantastic to hear from you but also if you think that this would be valuable to someone out there that you know again please do share that with them because again i wish there was (laughs) i wish there was a podcast like this that i would i listened to um before having kids to kind of know what was coming but yeah that's my two cents on, on things guys i hope that wherever you are whatever you do give it the beans